Welcome back to Between Two White Coats, a podcast designed to help you be the healthiest version of yourself. I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, a family medicine doctor. And I'm her co-host, Amber Foster, a family nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We're discussing key issues surrounding health and wellness, answering some of our biggest questions, overcoming health obstacles, and giving patient-centered advice in hopes of educating you and providing the tools you need to live a healthy life. If you find our podcast helpful, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will help other people find our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to serving you. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. On this episode, we are going to talk about how to deal with the holidays. Um, This, I think, sounds a little bit funny when we say how to deal with the holidays because most of the time we talk about the holidays as being this magic time of year and where we're having religious celebrations that are often the, the center and core of our belief system. We're getting together with family where there's twinkly lights and everyone's singing. So why would we need to learn how to deal with all that happiness? Um, But the fact of the matter is that the holidays can be so hard. And for some people, the holidays are extremely painful. Mm -hmm. And then you're meant to feel like you're an outlier because the holidays are not something that you look forward to or something that's easy and happy for you. And so if you struggle with certain aspects of the holidays or if the holidays bring you stress that the other times of the year don't offer you, um, and even if you enjoy the holidays, but you tend to find that every January you don't enjoy because you've overextended through the holidays and you're either too tired or too broke to make it through the new year, um, we want to just bring attention to some of those things and help people to have some insight into how to deal with the holidays. So we have Jane uh, Robinson with us today, and she is our person that we lean into for all things mental health. She helps us manage so many of our patients uh, in all that she does. And so she's going to help us from a mental health perspective of different techniques and tools and thoughts of how we can do the holidays a little bit better this year. So welcome, Jane, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Jane, let's talk about uh, what causes people stress or difficulties during the holiday season. Okay, it can be family dynamics, um, scheduling, people are very busy, it's a very busy time of year, financial, um, people can be struggling financially and it's hard to meet all of those financial expectations for gifts and everything, and you know, holiday um, ornaments and all of the decorations, it's expensive. Yeah, so. the, the stores are convincing us that we need to buy a lot of things this mm-hmm. time of year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and I know you're covering grief, covering grief in another podcast, but grief can also play yeah, a major part. In- we feel like grief is such an important thing to talk about during the holiday season and something that people struggle with so much that we have an entirely separate episode Um, on grief and dealing with grief in the holiday season. And so if that's something that uh, rings true for you, we really encourage you to listen to that episode where we spend the entire time talking about grief in the holidays. Um, So we're going to focus on some of these other things in this episode to help people have some tools to be able to navigate the holidays better. What we're hoping is whether you dread the holidays, whether you feel it's just exhausting to recover from the holidays, um, or even if there's just little pieces of it that are stressful for you, that we're going to be able to help you navigate the holidays better this year uh, so that you can enjoy the holidays. 
Um, let's talk about these different components. Where do you want to start, Amber? Family dynamics. Let's go hard and heavy first. Let's, let's hit, you know, <laughs> you can go all year without seeing your family and no one notices you're not there. We're all very busy. And then comes Christmas and there is an empty seat with your name on it. So yeah. you better show up. And boy, you want to upset some people, get married and then figure <laughs> out where are the newlyweds going for Christmas? It's really like a competition of whose family wins. Um, so how do we how do we navigate uh, yeah. our family gatherings when and and it can be one thing to have your immediate family together and then you have your extended family together new dynamics mm-hmm. what do we do with that mm-hmm. so it depends on what that situation is right so many times when family members get together we can get into conversations that cause some tension no, and conflict right. <laughs> that? I mean there's no interesting political no. climate going right, on right 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 so um if we can if someone brings up something that is conflictive it might be better to change the subject to something more positive compliment them on their blouse or their hair or or something that they have done or a dish that's there um and if you have, you know, sometimes having these things pre-thought out because it's in that moment where you go, here we go. I knew it was going to happen. And then, you know, we're kind of triggered too. Um, and so if you have something pre-thought out that you can do different. So if you know, we all always enjoy sharing the stories of this vacation that we all took mm-hmm. and it was so funny and we have this funny story. Maybe you just can go right into finding a way to bridge to talking about that. Um, or, you know, some redirecting to something more positive. Mm-hmm. I've seen these. We have them at my mom's house. Um, I got them randomly at a gift store. I don't even remember the brand, but they're like family table talks, and my kids love it because it's like tell about a funny memory when you were growing up or on a vacation, like you were mentioning. So it's like this actual tool that you pull out a card and you read it, and we have laughed so much just trying to come up or remember stories from when we were young. And so instead of just letting the conversation goes go where Let's you are fear it's going to go because it goes there every year, instead maybe you do something different to where you're navigating the conversation mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. and you're directing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could, I, I, I have that as well. I ordered mine on Amazon. And of so, yeah. Um, so you could have something like that and you say we're going to do something different this year. Um, or you could kind of set a tone and say, I, let's go around and each share a happy memory mm-hmm. or each talk about something we're grateful for or something that's just, you know, is going to put a positive tone on the conversation. Mm-hmm. So there are ways that you can kind of take control of that. If it always goes somewhere south on its own, maybe we try to be more intentional about not letting it go there. Right. Yeah. Um, other things with family functions, you know, sometimes... The family gets together, it starts out good, and then you got a couple family members that tend to drink too much, and it starts getting a little ugly as the night goes on. And so create some boundaries for yourself where you may say, um, you show up saying, we can only stay for this period of time because we've committed to doing this other thing. Um, or you don't have to give a reason. You could say, I'm sorry, this year we can only stay for this long mm-hmm. or ex- just excuse yourself at a certain time. Um, but kind of having this thought out in advance and being prepared for the first two hours are fine. It's the time after that that doesn't seem to go well. No one says that you have to stay beyond that time. Right, right. Limited exposure can be very beneficial. And in talking about setting boundaries, Dr. Plaster, um, 
it can be challenging for people to set boundaries, especially if they haven't set boundaries in life before. And so when you start setting boundaries, people may interact with you a little differently. However, we can set boundaries without ruining relationships. So that's something that we always need to remember because people think about if I set a boundary then I'm gonna block that person out, right? No, let, that's not how we're gonna work on setting boundaries. So we can start small. Like you say, we can say, you know, we're gonna leave in an hour and a half and that's your boundary and you just gently leave in an hour and a half if people start drinking too much, okay? That's a way to start setting those boundaries without compromising the relationship. Right. And I think sometimes when we fear setting the boundary, we actually compromise the relationship more because we say, I just can't go. Mm -hmm. And so instead of going with boundaries and feeling entitled to your boundaries, you instead just kind of retreat from the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And then you really are absent and missing out on things mm -hmm. or, um, or not ha being able to have any connection. So mm -hmm. I think I, if you really struggle with these kind of things, doing some work on boundaries, and lots of times that's hard work to do, and having a therapist help guide you through how mm -hmm. to set boundaries and how to um, respect your own boundaries and right. sustain those would be really helpful work to do. Yes, absolutely. What about finances? You mentioned that. Um, so with finances, I think we can move to what, like we said, this is very media related, right? It's very, um, we have retail reports coming out around Christmas time about how much people have spent and they try to increase that every year. So you, we have to understand they're promoting that, right? What we can do is we can make something for other people that might not be as expensive as out there buying gifts. We could shop at some of the discount stores. Um, that's another way. Um, we can bake something for them or we could give people coupons that would say, I will do this task for you. Maybe taking their Christmas decorations down for them or something that you could do for them later. And if you know me and you're financially strapped and would like to take my Christmas decorations <laughs> down as a gift, I welcome this yes. gift. It is the best gift that I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, I think that's brilliant. And and what happens really in that? So you give someone a tchotchke that they set on a something and it was expensive, but do they really need it? But some marketing guru convinced us that we need to do that. Or you spend time with people mm -hmm. because truly the time spent, you know, to be able to say, I would like to have a picnic with you when the holiday, the busy holiday season is over and give them a coupon for a picnic. Yes. Um, those kind of things are brilliant. We had a staff member who is a amazing cook. Um, she mostly bakes things wonderfully. Um, and so she gave everyone a coupon for choose one of these baked goods. And then sometime throughout the year when the holiday season, when you have so many cookies and candies is over, she would bake something for you and you could wow. take it to a party or have it at home. And it was so thoughtful. And you know that, yes. like how many things do people give you? But that's no one ever asked me for that gift, Shelly. No, never, no one no, ever asked me I don't want to you to bake something. me anything and I'm not going to bake you anything. That is not our skill set. Um, but I think that there are a lot of really thoughtful things that stand out that can keep you from being in a financial hole. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you really have to ask yourself, why is it that I'm doing this? Why is it that I feel like I have to spend a lot of money? 
Um, you know, are you caught up in the what do your kids' friends get? And are you competing with your gift being as good? Um, and if so, what are you teaching your kid in that? Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe if you feel like it has just escalated, like last year's gift was really big, so then we've got to beat it this year. And then what do you, you gave them? You gave them the iPad last year. Well, how do you possibly beat that? Um, maybe you strip it down and just say. This is not the reason. This is not the meaning. This is this is not what our family celebrates. And so this year we're all going to do things different. We're right. all going to mm-hmm. give each other gestures or coupons or things of that for, or we're going to have. Um, your family talks a lot about time spent and yeah. activities. Well, we had um, when my children were little, and we still do it now. It looks a little different now, but. Um, we're Christians, and so I, I used to say um, in our own home, like uh, me and my husband and my kids, that they get three gifts like baby Jesus. Like, that, you know, because for them, that was tangible for them. And they got stocking stuff too, but our extended family, our kids were the only grandchildren for so long that they were getting, I mean, bukus of stuff that they weren't even opening because yeah. it was so much. So we have always kept what we do at our home very small, and then we do their birthdays big. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to do three gifts like baby Jesus got for his birthday, and then for your birthday, we'll go all out. So we do, we do it a little bit different, so then they're not getting so much. Except yeah. my daughter's birthday is in December, so she kind of gets the best into that yeah. deal. But um, we're the holiday. We are spending time together. We're watching the movies. We're having the traditions that we enjoy mm-hmm. together. Um, and then they still get nice things. It's just not a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those traditions don't have to be real hard and laborsome yeah. of like, like weeks of preparing for a party that has 700 people. Um, we're all going to sit down as a family and we're going to make s'mores and we're going to watch Elf. Yeah. Um, and that's Always easy Elf. and it's enjoyable. And it and then your kids will be looking back and thinking, oh, I loved that we used to do that. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to me. We mm-hmm. bought cookies randomly um, recently and my daughter tasted them and she said, these taste like Nina's Christmas cookies. Because we always make Christmas cookies with my mom mm-hmm. and the icing. And she's like, the these taste like Nina's cookies. Yeah. Um, and we had gotten them from a store. And so it was just like, even just the memory of making cookies, like the taste of it, you know, um, our senses have so much to do with memory, but she was like, oh my goodness, this tastes like Nina's cookies. Yeah. And I was like, that was a great, like it it did actually, but she, uh, she remembered that. Yeah. I think we have to all give ourselves permission to not spend all the money at the holidays and recognize that, um, other people have gotten to our heads and it was probably never our idea to spend all the money anyway and to get that out of our heads and give ourselves permission to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, what are some of the other tools that people might use to navigate the holidays better? Okay, let me say something about that. So we're talking about priceless gifts, right? Mm. Rather that than a good one. that's good. Yeah. Rather yeah. than a price good. being I put on it. that. I love it. So yes, when, find yourself a a way that's to give a, a good priceless challenge. gift. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. everybody's challenge. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you've just, now you've <laughs> just stressed <laughs> Come me out on. about oh, that. No, no. I'm teasing. Oh, I'm no. teasing. Okay. No, that's wonderful. I love that. <laughs> How can yeah. we give each other a priceless gift this yeah. holiday season? Yeah. I love that. We mentioned scheduling, too. So what ideas do you have about scheduling? Okay, so um, writing things down, prioritizing, right? So we, we, we do need to prioritize during the holidays because we can't be at every single party, so we may have to pick certain parties that we can be at and maybe decline offers for others um traveling can be very challenging um so we need to make sure that we're organized organization is a big part of when we have all of the scheduling stuff coming in on us and we're going to different families homes and and we're trying to make sure like you said if if they're newlyweds 
which, where do they go? Right. Who gets them, right? right? Right. So we need to try to be careful that we don't offend anyone. Um, and, and we may have to schedule, you know, two hours here and two hours there. But we need to be clear on that. So getting clear and getting organized, yeah. I think, is a good thing. And I think in, um, in making sure you don't offend anyone, um, be honest with yourself about what you're capable of. Be mm-hmm. honest with your family or whoever's inviting you about what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then don't feel guilty if you can't be all places. Right. Um, it is not offensive for you to not be able to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. You just be honest about it and let them know how much you would have loved to have been there, but you, you can't this year. Um, maybe you choose to rotate, so it's too much to mm-hmm. go to three places every Christmas Eve and Christmas. And so you come up with a way to rotate where we're going to do Christmas Eve here, Christmas here, and then the next year we'll flip it. Mm-hmm. Um, or just finding ways to sp- spread that time and make it meaningful time as opposed to running from one place to the next and never really being able to feel like you're enjoying because where are we supposed to be now? Right. That's right. And, you know, you could do Thanksgiving with one family and Christmas with the other, New Year's with another. So you can you can move it around. Absolutely. There's, it doesn't have to look any particular way that we get caught into, right? Into right. the social construct of what it's supposed to look like. It can look like anything and yeah. still be a celebration. Um, and I think, you know, if you always host a Christmas party and you get all these people together and it's a lot and it's stressing you out... Have a middle of February party. Nothing's going on then. Everybody's it's too cold. Everybody's just like you can do Mardi wish. Gras. You can do Mardi Gras. <laughs> Everyone's wishing they yeah. had something to do. Yeah. And your attendance will probably be better because people aren't <laughs> pulled so point. thin. So like you it. know, give yourself permission to do something a little bit different and not feel like everything has to happen between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Mm-hmm. You know, we really try to cram everything into that very small time mm-hmm. and I think things start to get lost in there mm-hmm. you know the presents that you know it, it occurred to me my son was opening presents and then grabbing the next one before I felt like he looked at the one that he was holding <laughs> a couple years ago and I was like what are we doing here like this is not what we're trying to do and I think we do the same thing with um, did I check all the boxes for for the holiday season and did I did I go here and do this and send all these cards and um, but then just sending some on a random card in the middle of the year as opposed to making sure all your Christmas cards got sent. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's too much to get your Christmas cards out, maybe you just send cards to everyone you love at some other time of the year that's not so stressful. Absolutely. And Spread my mother, joy outside of December. That's right. That's exactly right. My mother said when we talk about her birthday, you know, she doesn't care what she gets for her birthday. And She'll say, it matters to me how you treat me all year. Mm-hmm. Right? So That is such a mom yeah. answer, and I love it, it and I'm going to have to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you're saying. We don't have to yes. cram this into this just short amount of time. We can right. look at the whole year. And, and you know, maybe if you can't do the big, huge family gathering because it's very stressful and there's aspects of it, you know, some people aren't big gathering people they're introverted and that's a lot of anxiety to have 50 people in a room Mm -hmm. that you take time and visit those individual people throughout the year and let them know I don't come to the big party because I don't feel like I get to talk to you one-on-one at the big party anyway Uh but I would like for you know once a month if we got together Mm -hmm. because it is about how we treat each other the rest of the year Mm -hmm. I love that So we're hoping that today really gives you some insight into how to navigate the holidays. Is there anything that um, we are missing that make the holidays difficult or 
make it a struggle for people? I think we've probably covered the primary issues I think that these people are struggle with. The big things, really, yeah. um, making sure that you are protective of the things that make you happy, that you don't feel compelled to do things that don't make you happy mm -hmm. at Christmas and all year round, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that you are protective of some of your best resources, your time, your family, your money, and that you are putting some thought into how you want to navigate through the holidays. And, and I think that it is possible for all of us to enjoy the holiday season. Um, but we have to figure out what enjoyable looks like for us and, and pursue that mm -hmm. and give yourself the permission to not have to do the things that are really a struggle for you to do. We like to end you on a good note. So here's today's Tell Me Something Good. We asked our staff to give us some feedback and uh, Hannah is one of our medical assistants and Hannah loves riddles. And so definitely something good is jokes, riddles, and anything that kind of makes you think and smile. So here's Hannah's riddle for today. What English word has three consecutive double letters? Bookkeeper. I personally would have never got this. So something good is a little bit of a challenge and a little bit of a smile through a joke or a riddle. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, take care of yourself.